This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Joining me on the phone is, depending on which side of the political spectrum you lie, it could be somebody that you like to see writing in the Capitol newspaper or somebody you hate to see writing in the Capitol newspaper. We've got Brian Griffiths, who is a weekly, bi-weekly or a weekly columnist? Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly columnist. You tend to take the right conservative side. You know, you leave the left conservative or the left and the uh, liberal side to to the others. And it's I always love to read the comments on the Capitol's Facebook page. Uh, others are like, you know, he's he's really making some good points. And, you know, you really need to hang him. <laughs> yeah, very- yeah, that means I'm doing my job. You know, I mean, it's like, as long as as long as people are as long as people are talking, though, these days I'm almost a man without a political country. So, well, you know, at, at this point, I'm almost an equal opportunity offender. Uh, you know, it's, it's not hard to do in this political climate uh, anywhere uh, today, that's for sure. But we're not talking about the Capitol. We're not going to be talking about your rightness or your leftness, but we're going to be talking about the duckpin.com, which is a new venture that you guys, I say you guys, you guys, you were always part of a you guys, but now it's just a you, started back in June? Yeah, we launched uh, June 4th, right after the closure of Red Maryland. Um, you know, this was kind of my new uh, you know, basically, I took the weekend off, and then the duck pin launched on on uh, the Red Maryland closed Friday. Took the weekend off, and the duck pin launched on Monday. So, um, it's kind of been my my new outlet ever since we we closed down Red Maryland back six months or so ago. What happened with Red Maryland? Let's let's just take a step back. I mean, I know that you closed. You guys, you and Greg at at a great twelve, thirteen, fourteen year run on that. Did you guys just burn out? Yes. I mean, that's that's exactly what it was. A lot of it was burnout because with, with Red Maryland, you know, we were kind of a, a you know, we had our focus, you know, Maryland politics. And obviously, if you, if you read what I write in the Capitol and you read um, even some of the things I still write at the Duck Pen, you know, Maryland politics is still my passion. I mean, that's really the thing that I, I focus most keenly on. But, you know, a lot of times as we, uh, you know, we saw over the years, you know, when we started Red Maryland back in 2007, you know, that the you know, blogs and, and writing and, and, and long form writing was kind of where it was if you were a conservative. That was your, your outlet. Unfortunately, over time, the social media became more and more prevalent and more and more, you know, a part of the political and, and spectrum and the daily conversation. You know, Facebook and, and Twitter kind of took over those things. So, you know, we, a lot of the times we would get we would post great stories on on Facebook and then people would get mad because we just basically wouldn't like regurgitate everything on Facebook or we wouldn't put it in a meme or anything like that, that we actually wanted people to click the link. Um, the combination of that with the fact that everything is so nationalized these days, you know, politics are hyper national, uh, as we have seen you know, up to and, of course, after this election. Sure. You know, at some point, it's just like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you, as much work as we were putting in to Red Maryland as much, you know, on, on our podcast and as far as the writing goes, at some point it was just, you know, let's let's kind of shut this down and, and bring it into port. And, you know, that, that was kind of a lot of what, what that was about. You know, Greg has kind of, you know, Greg Klein has retired basically from uh, from writing at all. He still does a, a radio hit on the Eastern Shore every week talking about Maryland politics, but he has no plans to resume podcasting or, you know, or, or writing anytime in the near future. And, one of the things that, you know, even before we closed down Red Maryland, that I was starting to do is like, you know, at some point, at some point, I have other things to say, <laughs> and so even before Red Maryland, there were seeds in my head about doing 
a different type of podcast or doing a different type of writing project. And, you know, it just kind of so happened that, it, you know, Red Maryland closing gave me the opportunity to, to launch that project. And, you know, it, and it gives me the opportunity to continue my writing and to help build and build something new, you know, going forward after the closure of Red Maryland, something that's not necessarily so centered on Maryland, so centered on politics, so centered on right or left or anything like that. You know, when you, when you have a name like Red Maryland, you've kind of pigeonholed yourself. Um, <laughs> it's good for branding because people know, people know exactly what you are and, and where you are and what you're about. You guys were a beast yeah, on this, it. though. I mean, with the content that you wrote, the content that you produced as far as the podcast goes and everything else, and, and I'm, I totally understand where you're coming from in that you need a reset button or a button that you know sort of shuffles the deck on you. I, know I, I play a stupid game called Wordscapes, and it's arranging words with random letters. And you, know, you push the reset button, and it shuffles the letters, and you get a different outlook and a different perspective on that. And there's something to be said about being able to do that. Yeah, it's like you know, we, when you just are, are writing about kind of the same topic year after year. And honestly, at some point, you know, we could have kept going, honestly, because some of these things, it's like you just put it on autopilot. You know, some of the same issues that we were talking about this year in the General Assembly session, for example, you know, those pieces could have been written five years ago, 10 years ago, five years from now. You know, when you start talking about taxes and spending and the structural deficit and education reform and crime and stuff like that, it's like at some point you just, you're just saying the same things over and over again. And it's redundant because, you know, you keep, you keep saying the same things over and over again and the results never really keep changing. And to a certain extent, too, you put, you put yourself on autopilot, too. What's the challenge in writing the same story every year? You know, if it's just, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily let you grow as a, as a thinker, grow as a writer um, as well. So, you know, doing something different like the duck pin has allowed me to branch out a little bit. Well, let, let's talk about, it. again, the, the duckpin.com is where you want to go to. Uh, you can sign up for a daily newsletter, which, you know, brings everything over right to your email box where you can go and read it online. Um, certainly you've got a podcast that's out there, but you wanted to change up what you were doing. I mean, you said you were, you were all red Maryland. We knew exactly what that was just by the title of it. And has the, have you been successful in exploring your other interests? Because, uh, I'm go out on a limb here and say that you don't live, breathe, eat, sleep Maryland politics. I mean, I probably do more than the average bear yeah. <laughs> still. Um, but you know, yeah, it's like, you know, this has given me you know the opportunity to, to write about other stuff. One of, the, one of the series that I wrote over this fall was focusing on how much better college football would be if we had a college football playoff, a 16-team playoff, instead of a 14 playoff. You know, I've explored, you know, I wrote a story back a couple months ago about what's the best hamburger that I ever had and it, how it was in Canada. And, you, you know, just, you know, just to get to explore these other things, these other topics. I've written about, you know, we've, we've written about, yeah, you know, I, I, we did coverage of the, the Greater Baltimore Mini Golf Tour over the summer, you know, over the summer, uh, you know, which I play in. We, I wrote about, you know, our, our trip to, we, we played in the Wiffle Ball National Championship Tournament this year, um, you know, in 2012 in New York, Pennsylvania. I wrote about that. And, you know, it gives me the opportunity to write about those things, you know, and going forward, I can write about that. And I can write about our new Wiffle Ball League. And I can write about football and music and food and just whatever I want to write about. And I've got that outlet to do that without having to come up with something new. All of my writing is in one place. So one day you might, I might be writing about football. 
And another day I might be writing about tax policy in Maryland, just like just like I always do. Or I might be writing about national politics. You know, it, it just frees me up so I'm not stuck in in a niche. You know, we we like to say that the duck pin is something, you know, something different and something new for everyone. And, you know, I, I think that we cover a broad base of uh, of topics, you know, more so than certainly you would at some niche at a niche political site that's focused on one state. Who you knew you were such a hardcore sportsman. Wiffle ball and mini Yeah, golf? I mean, if you, if you listen to like the last, like, you know, when we get to like late in the podcast, Greg and I would talk about football, you know, but, you know, it's like we don't, we didn't write about it. We didn't write about that sort of stuff. You know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't go off about football predictions or, you know, pro wrestling or anything, anything else like that. I think that, you know, too many people these days, you know, are so, laser focus on politics and they don't like take time to enjoy other things. And, you know, all of their social media is politics and all their Facebook is politics. And it's just like this, that, and the other thing. It's like, no, there's other stuff in the world, folks. You know, there's, you know, there's good, there's places to see, there's things to read, you know, music to listen to and, and, and things to eat, you know, it's like, yeah, there's, there's more to life than just politics, especially, you know, I, I hope everybody's learned that lesson after this 2020 presidential election and this election cycle that just seems to not want to end. That's true. Well, it, it sounds to me like this really was a good reset button for you and you're, you're enjoying the hell out of the duckpin.com. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 like I said, it's a new challenge. You know, it, it, it comes with its own challenges, um, you know, because some people are still like, what the hell is a duck pin? For, every, for <laughs> everybody that is unaware of what a duck pin is, explain that one. Yeah. I mean, the name, the name, name came from duck pin bowling. Um, you know, I, I was a, an avid duck pin bowler in my youth, went to, uh, you know, played in the, in the state championship tournament, you know, as, as a, in, you know, as a teen player back in, back when I was a teenager, uh, it's the state sport. Um, you know, one of the state sports, I thought jousting yeah. was our state sport. Well, okay. okay let me, yeah, lacrosse jousting. It, yeah. it is one of the sports that is commonplace with Maryland. You know, you, you hit Maryland, West Virginia, Rhode Island, Connecticut. There's only a few places where duck pin bowling is prevalent. Duck pin bowling is definitely part of the Baltimore uh, and and Maryland culture. What is so that's kind of how I came up with the name on a whim. Honestly, it was just like, what am I going to name this thing? And one day, just the duck pin popped into my head, and there it was. What is duck pin bowling? I'm I'm from Pennsylvania. I got no clue. Okay, so reg, regular bowling, like most people know it, is are tall pins with a big the big 16 or so pound balls that have the holes on duck pins are smaller pins, still 10 pins, smaller pins with smaller balls that don't have any, any holes in them. And unlike regular bowling where you get two balls per turn, uh, duck pin bowling, you get three balls per turn. Okay. Is it like a bocce ball? Yeah, it's probably similar in size. Unfortunately, there's, there's many, um, you know, a lot of the duck pin houses that have closed recently, the only ones in the immediate area um, there's, there is one, Savannah Park Lanes is half duck pin and half 10 pin. Um, Glen Burnie Bowl up in Ritchie Highway has, um, is, is all duck pins. But a lot of the old duck pin houses are, have, have closed down. There used to be one in Glen Burnie. I used to bowl at Revere Bowl up in, uh, on Fort Smollett Road, which is now, uh, which is now a Rofo. That place closed, <laughs> that place closed a long time ago. You know, so it's like, you know, duck pin bowling is like many things of, you know, many regional cultural things where they're just kind of dying a slow death and it's only, um, you know, there's, there's only, it's only holding on in a few places around here. So it's, it's a way to represent part of me. And it's a way to represent our, our Maryland culture. The, uh, 
our, our logo, which is just you know, the duck pin surrounding a, an actual duck pin, one single duck pin, it's actually um, the, the colors are an exact match for the state flag. So it's got the red, the white, the, the, uh, the black and the gold in there. Funny story, totally off topic, but it's coming to Maryland. I, I didn't know what duck pin was, and I thank you for that. But there was another sport, if you will, cornhole came down i had mm-hmm. you know no idea what that was and it was i i had heard a very horrible term that was used from where i came from what cornhole was and i remember one yeah. time the city of annapolis their park and rec people sent out a press release saying they were having a cornhole tournament and i was absolutely aghast i'm like <laughs> it was going on it says yeah we're gonna have under 12 you know competitions and i'm like i'm i've got to be totally way off base here. I am a horrible person. So I clicked on the link they gave me and it went to exactly what I thought it was. And uh, I was like, do you realize what you're doing? And they're like, oh no, we meant to put .org, not .com. Oh, and, 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 it, and it was like, and they're like, oh my gosh. And I said, you have no idea what you did to my heart here. I'm sitting here going, what kind of deprived town am I living in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now and it's funny because now you can watch cornhole on ESPN too. That's been one of their that's been one of the key sports they've been they've been focusing on during the pandemic. They've been having a lot of cornhole coverage. That's great. That's great. Well, I, where I come from, we used to call beanbag toss. So we'll just let it <laughs> let it go at well, that. Definitely a more a more a more Google safe search friendly name <laughs> for sure. Well, I'll tell you, you've got a ton of content up on the duckpin.com. Who all writes for you? And I know you're not doing it all yourself. And everybody's got their own little uh, you know their own little niches that they do. And I mean, obviously, you jump into politics when you know when it's appropriate, when you feel like it. But what what else is going on on the duckpin? Yeah, we got Mark Unkefer, who's the Secretary of the State Republican Party, writing about you know, state and local issues. Um, we've got the uh, the pseudonym uh, pseudonym laden Father Keanu, who writes a lot about football and basketball. Uh, state Senator Justin Reedy is our resident college football writer. Um, you know, we've got uh, Jimmy Braswell's over there writing about whatever pops into his mind. We got a couple other people who who occasionally share stuff as well. Yeah, it's it's good because it's not. You know, much like, you know, with, with how Red Maryland was, particularly in its heyday, uh, you know, we got several people who were writing stuff, so it's not just a, a one-man operation. I mean, obviously, nobody in this effort is getting paid, uh, and, and honestly, you know, getting paid is not necessarily part of the long-term plan here. This is more of a, of a writing project you know, to, for, for my sanity as much as, as anything else, you know, having that creative outlet of, of being a writer. Um, you know, so it, it does allow us to have a lot of diversity of voices and, and some diversity of, of topics as well. Well, that helps. That helps there. Well, you do have a podcast. You launched that a little bit after your June launch of the duck pin. That's going real well. I mean, I watch it. I, I don't want to say absolutely every single time I say watch it because I tend to watch it on YouTube because you've got a video aspect to it. But, uh, you know, that that's going that's going real good. You've got some great guests on there. You've had some uh, one, you know, the former deputy secretary for education was on there at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Andy Samaric, yeah. He was yeah. The, and, and it's funny because he, he, you know, he used to live in Anderville County. He was the nominee, uh, Republican nominee for state Senate back in 2002, um, a long time ago, believe it or not, when he was, uh, he was a much younger lad like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, us, like us all. But so how often, how often does the podcast come out? Uh, we drop pretty much every Wednesday morning, uh, once a week. Usually, you know, obviously during the holidays, things take a little bit of a, a little bit of a twist and usually usually it's a guest and we talk for anywhere from 25 minutes to an hour 
you know, depending on the topic. There's been one special so far where it was just me giving a monologue. Um, there'll be another one coming up here probably in a, in a, in a week or two. Um, you know, that, that'll address another topic. And, and for the most part, it's just, hey, who's interesting to talk to? And then I'll ask some questions and just kind of get out of their way and, and just kind of, you know, talk to them about interesting things. And hopefully I ask interesting questions and hopefully they give interesting answers. And, you know, it's, it's more along the lines that it's not like I'm trying to pop a rating necessarily. It's like, who am I interested in talking to? And I'll have this conversation with people and I will put it out in the wild and, um, you know, people can, you know, people can, can watch it. Like you said, on YouTube, um, you can subscribe there. And, and of course we're on pretty much every, um, you know, every podcast catcher that there is out there, Stitcher, Stitcher, iTunes, um, Google, all of them, you know, we're, we're all out there. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it drops kind of in the morning, you know, it, it's funny. I actually did market research on when is the best day to drop a podcast. Um, and they said it's actually in the morning before the commute time on the East Coast on a Wednesday, um, because that's when people were would be dry, getting in their cars or most likely to be driving to work and most likely to be taking the train to work. Now, mind you, none of that has really happened since right. I launched this podcast. I launched this podcast in the middle of a pandemic. So hopefully when the world gets a little bit more back to normal, we'll have still be established at, that, at releasing the show in that time frame and will, people will... Uh, people will be more better able to discover us on their, on their morning commutes. Sure. Well, who, who's been your best guest now? I mean, I'll, I'll accept me because obviously I know that was it. I was on there a couple of weeks ago and uh, uh, actually that was probably one of the most boring ones that you've probably done because uh, I'm certainly not that interesting, but uh, you've had so many guests on there. Who's, who's, who's been your best one? Which one did you enjoy? The most? I, don't know if, I don't know if I can really say that there's, there's a best one. I, um, I, you know, I can tell you that like, you know, everyone's different. I mean, well, I talked to President to Brian Carroll, who's the presidential candidate of the American Solidarity Party, you know, talking about his experiences. I talked with Rob Cornelius, who's the um, color commentator for Ohio University Athletics. I talked to Brandon Thurston, who runs WrestleNomics, which is a, a blog and podcast that specifically views the world of professional wrestling like through economics and, and, and through the business of, of professional wrestling. Wow. You know, I talked to... Um, yeah, it, it, it's fascinating to actually kind of kind of go through all of that stuff and just kind of see the economics of not just what you know WWE is doing, but what their competitors are are doing as well. And that's that's strictly what they focus on, not the not what you see on TV, but what everything that's in, in behind the scenes and, and and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's just like there there there's not been a boring one. One of the ones I got a lot of kudos for was talking to Rory McShane, um, who is a political consultant based out of Las Vegas. And we did about an hour-long show just kind of going through the nuts and bolts of political campaigning, not just, you know, how, not, not just your typical how to win an election, but like what the process is for a consultant to come up with something and to get candidates and, and stuff like that and kind of the future of the future of politics looking past 2020. Um, you know, so all of them have been, you know, all of them have definitely been good in their own way. And, and it's, you, know, you can't really, pick, there has not, there has not been a dud. Let's put it that way. Who would, who would be your ultimate to get? Who the ultimate, um, you know, truthfully, I haven't really thought about that. You know, I mean, I think at this point, you know, it, it's like, do you want to, do you want to talk to somebody that pops a rating or do you want to talk to somebody that you find interesting? I, I think I have to get back to you on that. I, I really, 
that's, that stumps me. I, I really, I really don't know. I, I, I definitely have a list of people that I've been trying to work on. Um, you know, people who are kind of, I don't want to say in my price range, but you know what I mean when I use yeah, that analogy. Uh, um, you know, but I, I, as far as like the ultimate get, I, I don't know. That's, that's a fascinatingly good question. I'd probably, if I was just trying to pop a rating, I would just say Kanye because I wouldn't have any idea what the hell he would say. Yeah, that, he, he, would, he would be great. That's like, um, I remember, gosh, it was Howard Stern's movie that was out, um, the very first one that he had. And there was, I, I remember it all the time. They said that they were trying to figure out the allure of Howard Stern. And they said, we talked to the average Howard Stern fan and they said they listened to him an, a ridiculous hour and 10 minutes a day. And they said, why do you listen to them for an hour and 10 minutes? They said, because we want to hear what he says next. And they said, we went to the average Howard Stern hater and we found that they listened for an hour and 20 minutes a day. And we asked them, he said, well, why do you listen to him? He said, because we want to hear what he has to say next. So it's kind of interesting. That would be my biggest get is Howard Stern. But I imagine he's sitting back there going like, okay, Joe Rogan or John Frenet. Yeah, not, not, a t- not, a, not a tough choice at all there. That's for sure. You know, I, I always was told, though, when it comes to stuff like that, you never know if you don't ask. And I know that back in the infancy of podcasting and, and stuff like that, a lot of people really kind of outpunted their coverage as far as gets go. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's like anything else. The, the answer the answer, the answer is always no if you don't actually ask the question. So, that's true. Um, you know, I, it's, I haven't quite gotten to that point yet where I was to be trying to reach out to Kanye's people. I know that he's uh, he's going through some issues right now. Right. I know that he's getting divorced. But, um, you know, so, uh, but, you know, I don't know. As far as, like, a realistic guest, I don't I don't really know who the dream the dream guest would be. Yeah. I mean, everybody is has, has their own story, and they all, they all can be fascinating. And that's, you know, some of the things I love is about Obscure Podcast is that, Wow, I you know I learned something new, and I, th- I think that's what we're doing here today. Anyhow, I mean, we learned something new about you. I mean, you're not just yeah. Until, this, uh... until I started playing competitive fast pitch wiffle ball, I didn't know that competitive fast pitch wiffle ball podcast exists, but now I do. Right. Hey, I got a question for you. I want to jump back into politics, and you mentioned you talked to uh, Roy sure. McShane out of Vegas. We've seen now this election that has happened during a pandemic, and one candidate, President Trump, currently at the time that we're recording this. What went out there and he had the rallies and he did the typical election things. Um, Joe Biden hung out, you know, arguably, okay, make the joke. He hung out in his basement. He did a lot of virtual stuff and he had the drive-in rallies and everything else. I've had a bet with a guy locally. Do you think a purely virtual candidate could win a local election? I'm talking about I'm not participating in any face-to-face debates. I'm not, you know, I will register. And if you've got a question, I'll do YouTubes. I'll do Zooms. Uh, I'll answer you on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, whatever it may be, but I'm only going to use, you know, website, social media and um, virtual experience. I bet you that candidate could win. I think it depends on the race. Um, you know, if you start talking about for somebody who would run for like a, like a county Republican or Democratic Central Committee, absolutely. Um, because nobody cares about those races and nobody understands them anyway. So if you spend if you spend a little bit of money on Facebook advertising right before the election, you'll win probably. Um, I, I could say I would say probably an orphans court level position, maybe a register of will, maybe a um, you know maybe a clerk of the court could win. I don't think that dog's going to hunt when it comes to anything higher than that. If you start talking about county council or 
um, you know, county executive or, or delegate or, or state senator, just because so much of, you know, people have a certain expectation of what those elected officials are going to do insofar as um, community involvement and community service. You know, nobody's really tried it, you know, as far as that goes, as far as doing it all virtual. I mean, there have been people who have run for those offices who have never, like, done, who've put their name on the ballot and didn't do anything. Sure. They weren't very successful. Um, but as far as having an organized effort to get elected as a local candidate without doing any actual campaigning outside of the four walls of your house, um, nobody's tried it. And I, I just think it depends on. It depends on the race. It really does. I mean, I don't, you know, like I said, you know, half those positions I mentioned, people don't know what they do anyway. Sure. So it, it might, you might be able to get away with it. I mean, nobody really thinks about the clerk of the court unless you need a deed or getting married. People kind of know what delegates and senators do and know kind of what kind of stuff they're voting on. And of course, for county council and county executive, forget it. because Everybody's got an opinion on schools and zoning and Potholes like pot pot and everything else. I'm, I'm going to try that. That's my that's my that's on my bucket list for some parents, some election cycle. I got to find some candidate that's not going to be really pissed off to lose, you know, that, <laughs> that that's willing to do it. That's willing to take the chance because I, I would be willing to bet you could do it. no no signs. I mean, I could win probably on that. I'm not going to put one damn sign up. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, the no, thing, no the thing about yard signs is that everybody everybody says they hate them. But then the second they're available, everybody wants one. True. You know, I, I this is. A great way to sort of learn a little bit more about Brian Griffiths, who is uh, solidly ready to learn all, all sorts of uh, different tidbits about you. I mean, you are a, uh, a wiffle baller and a mini golfer, a uh, tournament level, no less. And yeah, and we're and we're actually, I'll, I'm going to get a cheap plug in for this. We're going to um, we're actually starting a competitive fast fish wiffle ball league here in the county this spring, the Old Line Wiffle League. Um, you can go to oldlinewiffle.com. And, and find out more more about that. We had such a good time playing at that tournament up in New York. We decided let's make a league of it, and uh, we're going to try to take. We're trying to take the field here in spring. Um, just got to get some permitting issues as far as fields go, and and uh, and a couple other things before we start opening registration. But yeah, I assure you, no experience really necessary. <laughs> most of the players that we're going to have, we're all novices too. Um, and I can tell you, based on the ways that we got our asses kicked up in that tournament, we have a steep learning curve until we, you know, when we go to play with the big boys. So we're not exactly, uh, we're not exactly world beaters either. But um, you know, we're just trying to get something started here, have a good time, and uh, you know, start playing, start improving our wiffle ball game, so that when we go back to the tournament next fall, um, you know, we uh, we at least put a more respectable showing on the board than we did. Not a bad deal. Well, if you're not going to. Old line, it's old line wiffle ball, right? Oldlinewiffle.com. Theduckpin.com is the other place to find you. And you've got all your contact information up there, right? Yeah, it's the duck, the, um, the duckpin.com. Uh, our email is theduckpin at gmail.com. Our uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook are all the, at the duckpin. Um, and of course, you can also follow me on, on Twitter too if you really want to get deep into my psyche. Um, at Brian Griffiths, that's at B R I A N. G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H-S. Fantastic. I noticed I was on the duck pen earlier today. I noticed that you're selling merch and I, you, you've, you've added to it since the last time I looked and I noticed that you've got one, which I absolutely love. It says, did you read the article? Yeah. Which yeah. Is, it's, it's, it's kind of, that goes back to what we talked about. One of the reasons that we kind of 
um, you know, kind of shut down Red Maryland. It's like people start commenting on stuff. It's like, well, did you click the link and read it? Right. Well, no. Okay, then shut up. <laughs> I, I mean, if if you look any day on the Capitol's Facebook page, they're like they'll they'll look at the headline and and the ex- armchair experts are going out left and right, and it's like, well, did you read the article? Well, I'm not going to pay to read their articles. It's like, well, why not? You know, I mean, that's that's just and ridiculous. Yet here you, and yet here you are. <laughs> That's true, but you you are the expert. Well, I'll tell you, Brian, this has been a lot of fun. The duckpin.com, uh, certainly a lot more uh, to Brian Griffiths and his project than Red Maryland was. It uh, really sort of broadens everything else. You're uh, probably, I'm probably ticking off a bunch of people that only know you as that conservative columnist for the Capitol or that uh, evil guy from redmaryland.com. And I, I just think it's great that you've branched out. You've been able to push this reset, shuffle, whatever you want to call it button. And you're getting into, you know, wiffle ball, mini golf. You're talking to political movers and shakers as well as, you know, just pretty much anybody about what's going on on the podcast. Um, I do recommend everybody subscribe to the podcast. And uh, you can, as Brian said, you can get that anywhere. Uh, you get your podcast. You're absolutely everywhere. Do yourself a, a favor and check out the duckpin.com because it's got a lot of uh, – it's really very, very varied. I mean, I would, do you know the medium? Do you read medium at all? Uh, every once in a while I do. It's it's somewhat similar to that. Medium has just a zillion different people writing a zillion different topics. Uh, it's a little bit more focused than that, but it's it's very interesting that you see the different – aspects of different viewpoints and everything else. It's not all politics. Uh, I would probably say it's not much politics. I mean, it gets in there, but not so it's overbearing. I mean, you don't go in there. And and everything come... winds up getting back to politics these days for better or for worse. That, that is that is true. Well, uh, you know, we are recording this on the eve of the Georgia re-elections or the Georgia runoff elections. So by the time this releases in a couple of days, I maybe knock on wood, we'll know who this new senators are for Georgia and uh, figure out what's going on with the U.S. Senate. So as you're right, everything does turn back into politics. I want to thank you very much for your time, and um, I appreciate the duck pen. Thank you for doing that. And, you know, I, I Yeah, thanks a lot, John, for the opportunity to get people, you know, spread the word about the duck pen. You know, like I said, it's, it's, we're, we're building something from scratch here. You know, I went, we went from – overnight I went from, you know, uh, Red Maryland's social media, which had 5,000-odd-some followers in each and a large following, to you know, zero. So you know, we're we're definitely trying to build from build from scratch, and I get it that some pe- some people who who liked what I you know what we did over at Red Maryland aren't going to like the duck pin, and some people who didn't like Red Maryland are going to like the duck pin. So I hope everybody runs over to the duckpen.com and checks us out and uh, you know signs up and sees what we're all about. Well, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you did not check it out. Anyhow, a well-informed reader is a is a good reader. I mean. Always look at both sides of an issue, I always say. And then Duckpin is a is a good one to take a look at. Brian Griffiths, thank you very, very much. Thanks a lot, John. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.